0: Welcome back to the Living Every Now podcast, um, night edition. (laughs) My name is Jake. And my name is Will. And we're glad to have you today, or this morning, or this evening, wherever you're tuning in at whatever time. Um, I don't really know what this episode's called, but I kind of want to tell you what's happening.
1: Okay. Okay. (laughs) Give us the, the lowdown.
0: So maybe we'll figure out what this episode's called. Recently, I've been in a creative rut, and... I was trying to figure out how to work through it. And in doing so, I kind of came up with a couple solutions. Um, Not really a couple, really just one main solution. And I wanted to share it just because now it's been a week since I've implemented it and I've seen so much benefit. But I, I kind of wrote about this episode and thought about this idea well before I implemented it. So... I guess my hypothesis was correct, and 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 guessing. So what I did was I started showing up, as as what I would call it. It was I was just inspired to the J Cole documentary came out recently, and he was talking about how more or less it took him several months after he had been kind of off of music for a while to get back into. Him at him his best self in music. He was basically like, there's six months of material that isn't worth using because I'm practicing about getting back to that good flow and mm-hmm. good cadence and the best J. Cole he can be. And that's what this mo- most recent project was for him, was him kind of, uh, I guess, the best songs from that, from that working back to being great again. And this next project he's going to put out, like full-length album, is going to be a very serious project where I expect him to be really good just because he's kind of attacked everything with a new hunger that maybe even only the person who's never achieved anything is attacking the situation with. And I found that very inspiring because J. Cole is J. Cole. J. Cole is one of the best rappers of our generation, probably of all time, in the top 25. And uh, it was cool to see that where then i look at myself and i'm like i have no success and i'm already getting complacent how can i kind of work around this in the past i have allowed myself to sort of live and die by inspiration and in reading james clear and kind of reading a lot of other people and writing more and using different parts of my creativity more more rigid I would say parts of my creativity, um, writing, for example, is way more rigid for me than the abstractness of creating a song.
1: Can and, you take us through what it looks like when you're in a rut? Like, what does that mean? In a creative, yeah, yeah. Yeah. In a creative rut. Yeah. Just, just, just to finish that
0: point real quick was that I'm finding that there's a lot of tools that exist for this sort of more rigid creativity. Like there's a lot of tools for the creativity of writing, for example, that, I've just never applied to music and I think I'm starting to bridge this gap. Anyway, I was relying on, uh, inspiration, find, finding out that, or at least this is what my hypothesis was, that maybe inspiration isn't the best way to make music. It might be, and theoretically it might be nice to have inspiration when it comes, but I guess my new goal now is to get to a place where I can make really great shit without being inspired at all. Hmm. And so that's where it comes into a process of habit. Okay, getting back to your question, um, what does a creative rut look like? It just looks like, I don't know, I, I just felt like my creativity and creations were so much more rich, potent, uh, exceptional. I was proud of them way more in the past Um, than maybe I have been in the last six months. I've made two songs that I really liked in probably the last six months. And honestly, that's pretty good. But for example, I made Born in the Sunset, the majority of those songs in like three weeks. Now I just come off a breakup, so i.e. inspiration for a lot of these feelings I'm feeling. But I just want to get to a place where I can make great stuff without having dire consequences happen in my life or or bad things happen to me or even really good things. I just want to be able to create out of the sake of being able to create and make really important uh, art for people that can still be felt um, from a place of basically zero inspiration.
1: Hmm. So when you say you were lacking inspiration, that's different than lacking motivation, Right. Um yeah, I guess so. So the way I've
0: I've sort of formatted my artistic experience has or at least my creation process has revolved around inspiration because I in the past I've just made shit when I'm not inspired. Mm-hmm. And it's almost a lesson in forcing it. So I think you have to be careful still with the approach I'm still coming from newly that you showing up every day is important, but it can't be forced. So I've, I kind of have some ways I'm working around that too, that I can get into.
1: Okay. Yeah. I guess I've never really been in a spot where I was lacking inspiration because nothing I do. (laughs) I guess the bottleneck I guess is mostly motivation and not inspiration. Right. And once I actually sit down and start doing it, Uh then inspiration usually comes once I get started. Yeah. It's, It's never a precursor, honestly. I rarely actually know what I'm doing before I sit down and do it. Interesting. Well, I don't always know
0: either, but I will be feeling something or something like Mm -hmm. that. I'll be feeling sad or I'll be feeling really happy about a situation or I just have like a, a specific inspiration in my life that feels like I can just very purely translate into Something that somebody else can relate to, mm-hmm. or very purely translate into um, a sonic palette. For example, when I feel sad, there's a very clear indication of what chords I start with. If that makes sense.
1: Okay. So yeah, get into that a little bit. How do you bridge the gap okay. uh, between inspiration when you're not and like feeling those emotions personally? Yeah. So
0: so I guess I guess the simple solution for myself was just to kind of borrow some of these tools from writing. And borrow some of these tools from other habits that I've been forming well. And that is do it every day and show up. Just show up, show up, show up, show up, show up every day. So what's something I've been doing for the gym is, or at least my physical activity, is do something every single day, period. Do something every single day, even on my rest days, that is uh, physical health oriented. Whether that's I take a walk or I go to the gym. I'm in the gym now five days a week implementing that strategy. I've been doing that for probably two months or a month and a half. And that's proved to work for me really well. So I was like, okay, this is interesting. How can I apply this to music? And what that meant for me was just putting music as the first block of my day every morning and seeing what happened. And that's what happened this week. I've already made some stuff that I'm just kind of excited about because I feel like it's good, but it's it's not great yet but that's okay for me right now because I'm viewing it as practice and I'm viewing it as, okay, this is me sharpening my saw. And maybe I have deeper sessions on the weekend that are very more or much more, um, emotionally potent. So so, so what are you doing to boost the inspiration though? Like how do you, Oh, I don't. So that's the thing. So I don't, I don't expect to, change that feature of my art and i Mm. do want inspiration to still be a part of it but i guess the fundamental concept of this idea is let's take inspiration out of the equation how do i create art so I, i now will have i think in theory once i practice this enough i will have two forms of art creation that i'm i can be happy with okay and I imagine that the one that I'm talking about and talking about refining at the moment, which is the showing up part, is going to be much less potent the majority of the time. Okay. But I'm hoping that I can just get... If I can even squeeze like 20% of the time that I'm doing this stuff to be emotionally charged in a good song mm-hmm. or a good sonic experience in some capacity, whether that's a beat or just writing words or... you know, there, There's all these pieces that go into actually making a full song. And if I can just squeeze 20% of that out of all the days that I do this, then I will be in a really good place.
1: Is there a different kind of song that you can make when you're taking it more of a linear approach? Well, the thing is, man, is
0: you get to a certain point and you can kind of make anything. You get to a Mm -hmm. certain point and you, you could probably put anything together and it's more about, your approach, I think. And I don't know how, I don't know how songs like come together that are good. I don't, I still don't. I know I can make anything. I know I can make a song that sounds good, but I don't know how I make like, that's an it song, I guess. So there's a song, there's like all of the songs on born in the sunset. I feel like connect. They all have a sonic experience that matches the lyrics that Ultimately, if somebody listens to enough can have a real experience with, I don't feel like any songs I put out before that song felt that way. So if that gives you any correlation to what I'm talking about, if, I mean, I know you've heard some of my songs, mm-hmm. right? So I guess that's, that's the thing is I'm, I'm constantly chasing what I did with born in the sunset because, and want to be better than that. But th- I was on to something with that. Like, how do I get back to pursuing those types of emotions in music and really being a conveyor of emotion as well? So uh,
1: how do you convey emotions without feeling them personally?
0: Well, I guess, I don't know. That's going to be a journey for me. Okay. But I do think that showing up every day is a really good uh, place to start. And I think it's going to be a really good place for me to keep, I guess, keep myself out of the place that J. Cole was in when he had to warm back up, more or less, to get ready to make real music. Mm-hmm. I want to be constantly on, basically. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, my approach to this is, I'm thinking I will be constantly, my, sh- my saw will be constantly refined, and I'll be able to really slice it when inspiration hits. Okay. And that's that would be, like, the number one takeaway, and I was saying, like, if I can even squeeze a little bit more out of that, mm-hmm. then I'm doing really, really good because ultimately you got to make a real experience for somebody and inspiration is a really big part of that but i don't want to sit idle and like watch my dreams go by if i'm not inspired if that makes sense and that it scares me to not be working on music i guess so i really want to be making sure that i show up every day and say that i put the time in and know that I, my own confidence and my own ability to put the time in like that song i made today was all about just making it and trying new flows and seeing what i sound like when i rap and seeing how i can uh, alter my voice, get tonal inflection. Um, it's just practice.
1: It's all practice, you know? Okay. So, this showing up every day it's different than the creativity that you would publish. It's more of like practicing creativity.
0: Right. And I think I may get some songs out of it, okay. though, is what I'm saying. Yeah. And I think eventually I may. So, I just, I'm not quite separate. Um, I'm going to be doing the same shit. I'm just saying, when I'm, when I, I definitely know when I step into the studio and I'm emotionally charged. I, I'm making something different. Like it comes out a little different. Do
1: you always know before you start, that, like if you're feeling something, your next song is going to be a hitter? Uh, no, no. So sometimes it's, it is really just about showing up because you don't know if you're going to make something that's incredible. That's
0: another thing too, man. Yeah. I guess it's a lot like journaling and I don't want to reveal too much. Cause I, I definitely want to talk about that really in depthly on another, on a full episode, but it's, you kind of find out things as you explore your mm-hmm. own creativity and maybe this sonic uh, or, or this synth that you're playing and this patch, this new like new sound that you play, and then you play it, the same chords in a different new sound, a new patch, and that might elicit a completely new feeling that you didn't really even know was there. It was kind of lying dormant. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that by showing up, increasing the frequency, increasing um, my practice, I ultimately can just be a better... Musician, if I really want to take this seriously, I feel like it's kind of weird to not be doing it every day or doing it often.
1: Okay. So you said you've been doing it for like a week now. What have you noticed? I've
0: noticed that I feel happier. Okay. I notice immediately that I feel happier. I think it's a lot of the reasons I just mentioned. I'm pursuing my dreams and it feels like that, even though it might be like simple progress. Um, I love starting my day with it, I think that that's a really cool concept. Um, I feel like, for example, I wouldn't have made it necessarily a super barry, r- like rapping rhythm of lyrical practice if I hadn't have done that. So I'm really glad that I did that because I think that's a good practice even for any type of writing. I think rapping is a really good way to work on your articulation and, the other thing too is these songs never have to come out. None of the songs I ever make have to ever come out. So there's really no pressure. I I'm 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 having so much fun. Mm-hmm. You know? So I don't know. I'm 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 very excited. I love the takeaways. Uh, definitely mood boost. Um, but I, I do want to talk about sort of burning out.
1: That was gonna be my next question. Okay.
0: Yeah, we've definitely talked about burning out a lot in the past. Yeah, and and that was why I was letting inspiration sort of rule me a lot, because I just never wanted to be sh- not happy to do music. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to have a very real gauge with myself. And if I don't want to do it from a, well, okay. Okay. Here, let's, it's, this is the structure in my mind. So there's lots of different things I can do with music. There's right. Songwriting, there's mixing, there's producing a beat, um, from scratch. There's working on the production of a beat. There's working on the lyrics of a beat. There's working on the background vocals. There's working, you know, all kinds of different things to do. So those are all different options at my ability. Then, Or at my disposal, rather. Then there's Jacob's Blue macro stuff. How am I thinking about the vision? What does the website look like? Especially in this, uh, I'm in a stage of deep planning. So sometimes a whole morning of me working on music is really just me working on myself and my brand and my vision for everything. I sit down with a piece of paper and I worked out my website for a whole hour one morning this week. And that was very fulfilling. Um, And I didn't even touch music, like technically. And one morning I sat there and collected samples for the whole hour and just built up my sample library. And all of those things are still pushing me forward towards my goal. And I think they're real work that I need to be doing that will help me reach my goals. And so I think when I have all those options, I feel very comfortable with doing it every day because it doesn't feel like I'm doing the same thing every day. But I also want to say all of that to say that If I come to a point where I feel like I'm forcing it, I will
1: stop immediately. Okay. Yeah. Is that true even if you started streaming or something where there was an external accountability? Do you think you'd be able to just, like, pull the plug and say, like, oh, my inspiration's going. We're going to maybe halt the streams?
0: Yeah, or just trash a beat or something like that. I do do think that um, sometimes that can be like there's also how I just kind of illuminated lots of options for my day-to-day practice, mm-hmm. which I haven't even worked out a schedule yet. I don't even know if I want to, I kind of just want to go off of how I feel because it's so touchy. Um, and because I, I don't, it's so weird. It's weird. Artists are weird. Um, but I feel my own creativity feels very futile. So I just am very careful with it, I guess. Okay. And very finite. But yeah, I, I think that, um, Scrapping a beat's fine, but in like in a stream, there's lots of options. Like we could turn the stream into a Q and A or something like that. I don't know. Oh. Um, yeah, it's 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 um, it's tough to navigate. Honestly, I'm is I wish I had thought of bringing a lot of these sort of creative and productivity resources over into my abstract mm-hmm. art creation a lot earlier. Because I feel like maybe I would have been more successful earlier. And uh-huh. I, I'm very, very excited to, for this next chapter because I feel like I'm kind of reaching an awakening of some sort where, oh, wow, all these things are connected. Oh, wow, I can maybe use a lot of these hacks I've been doing in my personal life for my creative life and see what happens to my creativity. I don't know what's going to happen to my art, but maybe it'll be better. Yeah. And why not try it if it could be, you know?
1: I think a lot of people who are creative kind of resist that a little bit. And I'm not sure why it is, but do you think there's anything to kind of wanting to be more free spirited when you make stuff? I don't know. I guess I guess constraints are
0: sometimes really good and sometimes really bad for creativity. Um, sometimes constraints like making a beat in 10 minutes can be really, really good for creativity, and sometimes a deadline can be really, really good for getting a song out. But when you aren't in a place to deliver, it's a really self-defeating thing. I've experienced that with the album. It's just that it becomes sort of a torture chamber in your mind as you have to move the uh, deadline back and have to live, move the deadline back and have to move the deadline back. It basically comes down to personal integrity and just kind of withering away your own... Um, belief in yourself. Do you think that there should just be no deadlines in creativity? No, that's what I'm saying. It's it's a balance. I guess I think the best case scenario is being training your self-awareness, trying to be as self-aware as you can and, and keep checking yourself as much as possible, keep good people around you, but then trying to implement as many constraints and things as possible. I guess it's, uh, what's the thing where you fill the time with, uh, the given window, Parkinson's law. Parkinson's law. So it's like where you have to use Parkinson's law to figure out how much work you can do in a set amount of time and kind of nudge it based off of how much you can physically do versus how much you thought you ha- needed to do a thing. You know, there's like a big discrepancy there at first, but then you cut it way too short and you've, you've, uh, you literally can't work that fast. For like, example, we always
1: think we can get more done than me. Right. Actually, can
0: right. But like I'm saying, when you start trying to engage with that law, and then you start cutting your time down that you take to do a task, and then you cut it way too short. So it's like cutting your toenail too short. Like it, it's it's bad. It'll bite you. Because like if a task takes two hours and you and you set an hour to do it, you've just now pushed everything on your calendar up an hour. If it literally takes two hours to do it, and you've mm-hmm. you've cut down that time to, to one hour, right?
1: How do you cut it down to an hour if it takes two hours? Well, Parkinson's law.
0: In in my case, I've used to define time. So I'm saying I'm saying my day no longer takes eight hours; it takes three. And if I I need to get it done in three, but if I literally have more than three hours of humanly possible work to do mm-hmm. in three hours, then that would be bad for me, because I yeah. Fu- now, then, I need to adjust my law. So that my point, a whole point of this convers, like this segment of the conversation, was that there's going to be an adjustment period, and you have to like sort of adjust where you're, where you need and where you don't need constraints, and just constantly be gauging that, I guess. And that's what that's that's exactly what I'm going to be doing as I include more um, different tool sets that we've talked about a lot in this podcast.
1: Sweet. Yeah. So you you kind of brought some tactics from writing and productivity into more abstract creativity. Do you think it can go the other way as well? Is there any advice for someone who's maybe really good at scheduling but not super good at abstract creativity? Pointing at myself.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I guess inspiration is very real and trying to elicit and capture inspiration is a really important part of abstract creativity. So when... (sighs) I would say sometimes breaking the schedule is advantageous. For example, if you're on an inspiring wave, keep working. like Keep going. Go past your block. Keep riding that wave as long as you possibly can because it's going to die. And don't just work for an hour or something if you set that. So that's kind of the nuance to abstract creativity that I think you learn as you do it. And then sometimes the better option is to not do it. Sometimes the better option is to not make something bad and uh, sort of um, take away from what you think of your own art. Sometimes the better option is to keep your own perception of how great you are as an artist and say, hey, I don't got it today. Let's pack it up and work on something else and we'll be back tomorrow to try it again. See what's up. Hmm. But... It's important to come back tomorrow, I guess, and that's something I've struggled with in the past is just sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm in a creative rut and really I haven't made music in a month and now I'm like, how do I make music? When really I know how to make music, it's just, it's fucking weird. Your mind just plays tricks
1: on you, I guess. I was listening to a Tiago Forte podcast thing and he was saying that the best artists always have way too many projects to work on. Oh, interesting because it's actually a productivity advantage because as soon as you get stuck in one thing you never have to sit there and spin your wheels you can just instantly move on to the next thing kind of like what you were saying how like in jacob's blue yeah you don't really have to have inspiration in this specific thing because you can always just like work on the website or whatever yeah as long as you always have something else you could be doing that is creative or productive yeah you never have to I, has reached that burnout state
0: i think that that's a super great point and i actually use that principle all the time i mm-hmm. think you see that in me like that's i have literally a million things creatively on my plate at once and it's not really me multitasking it's me getting stuck and moving on mm-hmm. to speak plainly
1: yeah and another thing he was saying on top of that idea was that great artists never get mad when they like have to switch tasks they don't like beat themselves up when they get stuck yeah because they realize that that's just part of the process i definitely have
0: learned that the hard way okay that yeah you can't this it's hard man it's just it's hard to do it's hard to make great art it just takes time it always takes longer than
1: you think it will is what you're saying it
0: takes it takes heart too and it takes a lot of just energy at the end of the day so for you to be expended in one Session makes a lot of sense and it not be done you know what I'm saying so you've given it all your all today and it's just not done and that's very frustrating I think at least it was for me for a long time and being able to switch and not beat yourself up is super crucial so shout out to Tiago those are great two yeah. great points um, how, do you do you have a relationship with sort of abstract creation I don't really we don't really ever
1: talk about this um, I don't know. Like, okay, I I don't know what the the line is between normal creation and abstract creation. I guess uh, I the only reason I'm calling it abstract
0: just to be clarifying here is because it's just not
1: straightforward. I guess. Mm-hmm. That's. But I think all creativity kind of is that way if you do it deep enough. Like writing is the least straightforward thing there is because you just. You have to create something out of nothing. It's yeah. just ideas. You have to learn how to structure them. Yeah. It's really hard to do, but like, I rarely know what I'm going to write before I write something.
0: Yeah, me either. When I write, it's, it's sort of like voodoo, I feel like. Or not voodoo. I don't mean to make anybody feel bad about their religion. I just. <laughs> like, <laughs> Is voodoo a religion? Yeah, I man, Santeria and
1: shit. I don't know that religion. Yeah.
0: New Orleans.
1: Huh.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I. It's just like magical. It feels because I'll sit down to write something and something just comes out. Eventually I just start saying words Mm -hmm. and then something happens (laughs) at some point or another. There's some sort of takeaway, but I don't know if that necessarily mirrors music. I, yeah, I guess it's all forms of creativity. I just feel like writing is a lot more straightforward to me than
1: music, I guess. Mm -hmm. what, Part of music is less straightforward. Like you, you don't know what it's gonna look like when you start, kind of thing. Or you—that's
0: that's pretty transcendent, actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess you don't really know what's gonna happen. Um, I don't know. I guess that the. I guess it's. I guess it is straightforward, really. It's just that sonics are just a not so, as straightforward language as music, I, or as English. Mm-hmm. For
1: example, like there's clearly defined things and I don't know. It, maybe maybe it's also that the things that you and I tend to write about are not emotional things. That too. That's true. So it, it's it's less abstract because the, the product is something that is kind of based in reality a little yeah. bit more. Even though like you had to be very creative to create it. Right. The, the end product is about the real world. Yeah. Music is not really like that. Yeah, exactly. It, But it, it like has to be nuanced enough to tie it back to the real world. Mhm. I I yeah, I guess I've never felt the need to be inspired to write. It's more about motivation.
0: Yeah. yeah. I guess this also just just to be completely I guess level about my bias. Is I grew up listening to hip hop and honesty in lyricism is the most important part of hip hop. I would say. As, as, a, as a rapper, like as... Rappers never lie? No. Not in like traditional hip hop. Oh. Like maybe they're doing nuanced metaphors and stuff to bring a point home. But hip hop is a lot about talking about your personal afflictions or your personal story. And when you don't talk about your own stuff, it, you're a poser. You're shunned in hip hop. Um, so just kind of... And being in New York, that's a large That's a large part of the culture. And even a lot of the pop artists we listen to now, like Frank Ocean, for example, Chados Gambino, those people were heavily inspired by hip-hop as well. And they have severe honesty in their storytelling. So whereas it used to be completely cool to just say what the fuck you want in music, I think... Which I'm really happy with, honestly. I think it's gotten to a richer place. But... Pop, sometimes mainly mainly pop now, hip hop, R and B, all are in really honest places. Country is getting more honest. It's really refreshing, but it puts a lot of pressure on the artist to have a real story to tell. So that's kind of where I come from. I don't want to I don't want to ever say something that's inauthentic.
1: Hmm.
0: I want to say things that really happened to me and really come from a good place, authentically. Okay. If that makes sense, like I don't know if you noticed, but like even in the when I was first starting, like back in high school, I was just saying wazoo shit, and I think it's easy to say wazoo shit when you're first starting because you look up to all these people and there's you you want to sound like them, so you're talking like them. But that's their story. What's your story is what's happening to you, and you kind of at least I didn't figure that out until much later, and I was like, wow, it's authenticity that makes my music mine. It's, that's what makes it beautiful. That's what makes people connect with it. So there's a, there's a big pressure for me to just make sure that that comes from a, like inspired from my own life place. And whereas like, I don't know, I don't think there's such a stigma in writing, for example, for like biting another author's idea like you, there's not even that word there's not even that term it's called linking in the bottom in the footnotes like you it's you called plagiarism <laughs> well yeah you can plagiarize you can plagiarize but that's not what happens in music either people don't just like steal the same words from another person it's more like you sample people for sure you're sampling is not bad though sampling is paying homage
1: yeah okay
0: yeah plagiarism is bad right
1: yeah, yeah, but like that's linking direct- is
0: not bad. So I would say
1: linking right. is like the sampling of writing, maybe.
0: Yeah, and and like sometimes people will even do that with lyrics. They'll say it literally verbatim, and that's mm-hmm. how you but know it's like a it's, callback to that thing. Yeah, exactly. That's how you know it's like homage and not biting. But weird intricacies of culture, I guess. Anyway,
1: mm-hmm. there's cool.
0: There's a large pressure to be authentic for sure.
1: Does that change how you live your everyday everyday life cuz you you want to have experiences?
0: Okay, this is kind of what I was getting at too and why I wanted to do the daily stuff is cuz and not just rely on inspiration is because I do think that there's a subtle thing in my mind that makes me want to do stuff just to write a song about it.
1: Like in a potentially dangerous kind of way, like you like, like I think that could be extremely be more detrimental reckless
0: to, with your emotions, kind of thing. Be more reckless with my emotions, get into tougher situations, whatever. Like, I sometimes think about my life. This is really transparent at this point. <laughs> I sometimes think about my life as uh, a movie or a song, and am trying to make the most interesting ones at times. And I feel my and it's not necessarily that I act on this a lot, but I definitely think about it a lot mm. when I am in certain situations, and I'm like.
1: Yeah. Well, we should probably get a more interesting life then, bro. We go to the same coffee shop every day.
0: Yeah, right?
1: <laughs> no, that's the thing, too. It's Gotta get like, out of the house.
0: Yeah. We've got tails. We've got a couple of tails. I've got a
1: couple of tails over the last six months. <laughs> tails? Yeah, like tails. Oh, tail. Okay. Not like heads or tails. No, like A L E S. Um,. I don't really have any tales over the last few months. I pretty much just went to work and went to a coffee shop, but it was been fun. Yeah. Actually, I'm... I went to Florida. That was a tale. That was a tale. Yeah. Yeah. See? Got a tale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna tell that one to my grandkids.
0: <laughs> Woo. Um, okay, so so I guess to hammer this home, it's really just about keeping this whole bucket of inspiration in its place. And letting that fuel me when it's ready to. But how do I stay ready to be able to channel that best I can? And I think that's through daily practice. There's a lot of different ways I can daily practice. I feel like that are moving me towards my goal. The benefits I've seen are I'm probably going to be better at music when inspiration does strike. I'll probably make a better song when inspiration does hit me. I might even get some songs out of this daily practice. I also will be moving towards my goals every single day, which will boost my mood boost my personal happiness because those are things that I hinge my happiness on. And I'm really optimistic about incorporating a lot of these productivity features and tools into a more mm-hmm. creative realm. And I'm go- definitely going to share like all the things that I learned from this.
1: Is this inspired at all by the James Clear quote about laying bricks every day? Like yes. Rome wasn't built in a day, but they were laying bricks every yes, day. Yes, that's
0: actually one of my top five favorite quotes. I I love that quote good quote I use it way too much
1: can you can you just tell it to people one more time
0: yeah so it's it's he's he he more or less says I'm I'm definitely um giving a synopsis or paraphrasing rather but he says Rome wasn't built in the day but they were laying bricks every single day make sure you don't have to build Rome today but make sure you lay a brick
1: okay and that's like showing up every day you lay a brick yes it doesn't have to be on the cathedral it could be on some wall in the back right but you're making progress yes
0: so this goes
1: back to our one percent better every day, compound interest. Mm-hmm. Let
0: compound interest win. But the best the most important part about compound compound interest is not affecting the lump sum, right? Making sure you you are still contributing. Mm-hmm. Um not to ever taking out. So
1: Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah. If only only <laughs> well, it was easy to know what Rome is supposed to look like. Make <laughs> it all just lay bricks. But what is Rome supposed to look
0: like? What are we building? And that's what's where goal? that's where sometimes man, yeah. you got to sit down with your journal and write about yeah. what's happening.
1: Know your why. Know your plans. A- Amen. Your vision.
0: Amen. but yeah. Did you did you like this? I I felt like
1: yeah, it was cool. It was I learned, a good conversation.
0: I, I like learned a lot in the last week just from this
1: experience. Yeah, I think we got to do more experiments like that. I I love that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. cool. Well, where can they find us? We are on Twitter and Instagram at Now. Our website is LiveAndEverNow.com. We have a Discord server where we, I guess, hang out and talk about goals and finance and memes. (laughs) Pristine ones. (laughs) Pristine memes. Yeah. So, yeah. Come on by. Hang out. Uh, Anything else? Thanks for doing this. No, yeah.
0: Thank you for doing this. Thanks for being here. Thank you for being here, audience. And we'll see you next time. Bye.